Wes, we are just doing it again. Number two, rack and stack. Uh, not, not only uh, two in a row today, but we did two yesterday. And uh, uh, we, we talked about this with uh, Kelsey that was just on. But, uh, you know, we're uh, fortunate enough to love what we do and do what we love, Randy. We are. And it, it just really doesn't get any better. And, uh, you know, it, it just it, it makes life fun when you're when you're when you're living the dream and doing as you love. And that's what we're doing. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a guy on today that I'm really excited to talk about uh, Fletcher Cleves. Uh, you know, he's he's going to talk about doing what he loved and and some tragedy that hit his life. And he didn't let that just destroy him at all. He, he just became a motivational uh, guru. And yeah, and we're going we're gonna to love listening to his message. I can tell you that right now. I love uh, guests like like Fletcher and just reading and, and watching and hearing about people like him because uh, when you are, you know, having that day where you don't want to go to the gym or, you know, you, you know, kind of having a pity party or whatever the case is, you see somebody that is, you know, kind of persevering uh, regardless, you know, of, mm-hmm. of any setbacks. And then you got to say to yourself, what's your excuse? You know, exactly. because you don't have one. You don't. You really don't. And we have no excuse to keep talking. We should, no, we don't. I, and with that said, yeah, let's bring on Fletcher. Because he's way more exciting than us. That's right. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's go. Welcome to Building Wins Live with host, the hybrid road warrior himself, Randy Chafee, and producer-director, Wes Wyatt. Whether we're We're talking talking about about sales, marketing, tech, or industry news, we want to bring you the the best tips, tricks, and info to build wins. Now, let's get to the show. Hey, 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 Fletcher, how are you, sir? What's going on? What's going on? How are you doing? Man, I'm just living the life up here in the freezing cold tundra of northern Michigan where it's like maybe 70 today. Not, 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 not like Memphis where it's probably 110, right? Yeah, the heat index is like 109 today. See, look at that. It's further evidence how brilliant I am. I just read that and picked up on it. But, yeah, it's a, I, I spend a good part of my life in southern Florida. We just spend the summers in northern Michigan, so I'm mm-hmm. used to the real hot weather and personally enjoy it. But uh, I, I, I'm one of these up here. I'm, I'm sorry? I was saying I like it as well. Like, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of snow. I'd rather be... I'd rather be in the nineties and the hundreds than negative five and eight. You got degrees. that right. You got that right. I, I'm one of these people, Fletcher in Michigan in the summer when it's like right now it's cooler and everybody else thinks, Oh, it's great. It's it's seventy two. I love it. I, I got lawn pants and a and a jacket on mm-hmm. and, and everybody's looking at me, What's wrong with you? You know, it's because like, I'm used it. to Yeah. Give me give me you, I like a perfect eighty five and medium humidity if I had a my perfect, but I, like you, I'll take 90 and humidity versus five below zero and snow. And exactly, no, uh, not, not built for that. Yeah, you got it. So, thank you for being on. I appreciate it. I, I, I saw a couple of your uh, YouTubes and different things where you, you spoke and, and, uh, and, and your story resonated big time. And uh, I just really appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us about your life. And, and as Wes said when we were chatting uh, uh, here just a minute ago, we all find excuses. I, oh man, I hate this. This don't work for me. This really sucks. But you know, you had a lot of big things going for you and it came to a hit and right. And you had to recover and you had to, 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 to build a life again from that. And I think it's just a, sorry, it happened, but a great story that you're doing such a great thing to bring to people. So I'm going to just be quiet and let you tell us the story of Fletcher Cleese, if you don't mind. 
Yeah, so uh, Fletcher Cleese, born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. And growing up, I was blessed enough to be athletically gifted. So I received a football scholarship coming out of high school. And, you know, I graduated high school in May of 2009. And once I graduated, literally like three days after high school graduation, I went to train for the upcoming collegiate season. Like I left my home city. And I was like, I'm out of here. And it was like, Fletch, you don't have to report until like after the 4th of July. I was like, nope, I need to go ahead up there and get my body in the best shape because I know, you know, it's the next level, more intensity, more competition. So I leave in the middle of May and I train the rest of May, rest of June, rest of uh, July. Then after 4th of July is mandatory report. So you got everybody coming in from D.C., Florida, Texas, kids from all over. Right. And it kind of opens your eyes to the competition that's really out there because you get there and you're like, you know, I'm the best player from my high school. And then they're like, we all were the best player in our high school. <laughs> like, you know, welcome to the competition. Uh, but I ended up gaining 25 pounds of muscle through that summer. So I'm feeling good. I'm looking good. It was the first NFL game of the season. It was the first NFL game of the season, not our game. And I remember telling my roommate, Dane Mullins, like, hey, man, let's go to Buffalo Wild Wings, watch the first NFL game of the season, and just like, relax and, you know, kick back. He was like, all right, cool. So I get in the car, put my seatbelt on, go to Buffalo Wild Wings. We get there, and it's extremely packed. So it was like, hey, man, let's just get the wings to go. It's just a lot of commotion going on. We get the wings to go. But unfortunately, on the way back to a lady was texting and driving and not paying attention. She ran us off the road, caused us to swerve, hit a guardrail, and the car was tumbling. And once the car tumbled, a uh, roof caved in and broke my neck in two places, and I was knocked unconscious and paralyzed immediately. And throughout that difficult journey of being a collegiate athlete and now quadriplegic and having to go to therapy and you know all, all the things that are presented with that issue, uh, it brought, as you mentioned, I just chose to overcome adversity and not make any excuses to fulfill my destiny and still achieve my dreams. And it brings us here today. Wow. So you you went from, I mean, I can't even imagine. So I'm not going to try to imagine what that mm -hmm. felt like because your whole dream was there. Absolutely. You know, at, at 18, yes, at 18, I really didn't have a lot of responsibilities. It was school football girls. Those were the three things <laughs> I was concerned about at that age. And then for me not to be playing anymore, it was kind of a, how am I going to be identified now? What's my new identity? I don't play football anymore. Well, yeah, that's got to be tough because you're right. Your identity from probably junior high or before mm -hmm. was Fletcher Cleave, the football stud, right? Yeah. And, 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 and instantly, uh, it probably became clear, I'm assuming shortly after the accident that that was done. Right. And what a, what a heartbreaking and, and just terrifying and, and life altering thing. And you're 18 years old. I mean, you you have no experience to even draw upon with that. Right. Everything was like you said, uh, uh, uh football and girls and whatever. And now all of a sudden the, the, the big part of that's the, that who is Fletcher Cleves is no longer right. Absolutely. It was it was definitely tough to revamp my identity. You know, am I going to be the, the guy who played football, became paralyzed and never be heard from again? Or am I going to be the guy who played football, who overcame adversity, went back to school, graduated, lived a fulfilling lifestyle? I chose to continuously thrive and never be take no as an answer, so to speak. Kind of like the football mentality. I just uh, converted it to life situations. Exactly. Well, and, and you know, you, you got to believe or I have to believe that the training that, that you went through in football and sports, sports brings a lot of training to us in all aspects of life. Right. Mm -hmm, and it had to have set you up. Not little did you know, that's what it was going to set you up for at the time. Right. But it had to set you up so you could draw on that training and that, that stick to it in us and that working extra hard, because obviously you had that you, you went months early to get mm -hmm. ready. 
So mm-hmm. you had that built-in instinct. I, I, I'm going to work hard. I know I need to work hard to be the best that I can possibly be. Unfortunately, you transferred that into something differently. Mm-hmm. And while I look at it this way, I'm just thinking on my feet talking here, but while a lot of fans, a lot of people would have loved to watch you perform at the collegiate level and maybe beyond, right, on the mm-hmm. field, but none of us can reflect on that because none of us are ever going to do that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, no, nobody plays in the population of the United States. Nobody plays collegiate football, right? Yeah. It's all, like almost 0%. And right. even worse than that or more than that, nobody plays at the professional level. So right. we don't have anything to draw upon, but we can draw upon other things that happen in life that, uh, you know, we're, we're never one, we're like a heartbeat away, as they say, right? Or a breath away from something yeah, bad I'm happening. I, I literally was at practice that morning and then I see you that night. You know, <laughs> it was blink of an eye, things changed. But as you mentioned, man, people see it's fine a relatability in my story, which I love. And I tell people all the time, let's say, Fletcher, how do you muster up the courage in the, in the thought process to keep going? But yeah, as I was mentioning, so people always ask me, hey, Fletcher, how are you able to continuously drive? How are you able to continuously be successful with going through this traumatic incident with being recognized as the football player Fletcher, but then no longer being associated with that? And I tell people all the time that as two statements I always use is that everything you've ever wanted in life is on the other side of fear. People are afraid to fail. People are afraid to succeed. But most importantly is people are afraid to try. If you you can't fail if you try in, in its own instance. So trying is already a success because you have the courage to try. And uh, secondly, is that it, uh, everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of I don't feel like it. So when you get to the statement of, you know, I, I went months early to go train. So I already had the uh, mentality of to try hard and everything. And because I know that everything you ever want is on the other side of I don't feel like it. So, of course, I didn't feel like waking up at 4.30 a.m. to uh, run sprints at 5 a.m., watch film at 7 a.m., weights at 10 a.m. You know, down, of course, I don't feel like doing that. But I knew that doing that was going to uh, ine- inevitably propel me uh, more than my competition, so to speak. And I just take that mentality and associate it with life. You know, of course, I don't feel like uh, in the let's say you have to be at work at 8 a.m. Of course, you don't feel like waking up at 5 to go work out before uh, you have to be at work. Of course, you don't feel like doing cutting the grass today. So did we catch it? We catch it? We, yeah, I think we got some of it. But so you, you was talking about you. So you put things into real life instead of a being. We all a lot of us played football in high school or something. We just yeah, it was, uh, we knew we weren't playing after mm-hmm. high school. But the the mm-hmm. the lesson I think there is stick to it in us. You get to versus got to right. You you know Absolutely. You, And Wes said when, we, when you were a minute ago and we was talking off air. There's got tos and get tos. You went that day to get the barbecue wings and all that, mm-hmm. and got in a bad accident. But guess what? You got to live because it could have been worse. Could have been right? worse. I always think that I, I was kept around for a reason. Like, what's my right. purpose? my purpose must not be done yet. Uh, I call God Big G, so I'm like Big G must still have a purpose for my life. Exactly. Exactly. And and you're and you with what you're doing now, you what I what I'm just really impressed with is you could be speaking without what happened as a current or former football player, and people will listen to that because we all like that, right? Especially mm-hmm. guys and a lot most women, they they think that's pretty cool. That's We're cool. listening to a football player talk about all he did. But you're this is real life stuff, man. You know, 
being a, a college or a professional, I was saying earlier, football star is not real life to any of us. We don't even know what that means other than we put you all up on a pedestal and we love to watch you and cheer for you and, and yell when you drop the ball and all that kind of stuff that we do at games, right? But we don't live that. What you're going through is something that we all realize could be any of us in any given second, right? Anytime, anytime. Like you mentioned earlier, a majority of the population will never experience what it's like to play in front of 5,000 people, right? So, but take that same mentality just associated with something people can be relatable to, whether it's getting let go from your job or going through a divorce or not getting to the college you want to get to. And I say all the time that adversity happens to everybody. If you haven't been through anything crappy in life yet, that means you haven't lived long enough. But it's not, a, it's not about what happens to you that defines you. It's how you respond to it. How you gonna respond when things don't always go your way? Because it's part of life, you know. I'm pretty sure you gentlemen know that there's been things throughout the years that didn't necessarily go your way. But what are you gonna do when your back's against the wall? Uh, my football coaches tell us all the time: the person who says they can and the person who says they can't are both right. Which one will you be? Yep, exactly, exactly. Great, you're exactly right. I I remember along that lines, and one time I was at a trade show. Uh, I'm in the, in the rep manufacturer rep agency world, right? Mm -hmm. And I had to get up and drive five hours. You know, I just said had to get up and drive five hours mm -hmm. to go to a great customer's open house. And I'm getting up at four, man, it was about three thirty to get out the door at four, drive five hours, and I'm sputtering to myself. And I'm about as positive, motivated guy as you'll see. But mm -hmm. oh, I got to drive five hours. I wish I didn't have to go. And all of a sudden, I virtually slap myself side the head. I said, no, you don't got to, Randy, you get to, right? You That's get it. to go spend this day with a great customer friend. And, and, and I think you just what you hit is we got to switch that got to to get to. If we do that, we won half, three quarters of the battle, haven't we? Absolutely. And the thing about it is always being thankful for situations you, or you're in. Because put it like this, it's like how many times have you said or heard somebody say, oh, I wish I didn't have to go to work today. And then, boom, you're fired. Now you don't have to go to work. And you're like, no, nope, didn't mean it like that. That's not what I meant. Yeah, I didn't mean that. That's a take back. Exactly. <laughs> well, and you know, something with that is funny, Fletcher, is that there's somebody where you're saying, ah, I wish I didn't have to go to work today. There's an unemployed person on the street going, man, I wish I had a job to go to. Right? So we, we, let's, let's stop complaining about all the stuff that we got, right? All the stuff that we have. And start being blessed and feel blessed and be proud and happy. Doesn't mean we can't work to improve if we don't like where we're at. Mm -hmm. But but man, this this feeling sorry and woe is me and in life sucks. Nah, no, it doesn't. You, I mean, and that's I think that's your, your you're such a strong message. So so after all this happened, you, you took this message to the stage in a pretty big way. Let's, let's, mm -hmm. let's tell us about that. Yeah, I've, I've been blessed to get an opportunity to tell my story to millions. Uh, people across the world and it just started on accident a snowball effect where somebody was like hey can you come speak to my high school team they have a big game this friday i'm like yeah i've probably been injured four or five years at the time i'm in college i'm like yeah so i go out in the locker room give them a rah-rah go out there leave it all on the field you know hey fletcher i love that can you come speak to my church yeah sure hey fletcher i love that can you come speak to the entire 12th grade. Yeah. You know, then it just kind of snowballed. And with always accepting opportunities, I've always said yes, because you never know who's in the crowd and who's watching. 
lo and behold, one opportunity I spoke at, AT&T was in the crowd. They loved the message. They loved my delivery. And they wanted to work together. And they made a commercial about my story. And once that commercial aired, things kind of took off. Wow. So now you spend quite a, quite a few days or weeks or months a year uh, across the country, across the world speaking, I take it. I've, there's been months where I've had three speeches a month, three speeches a week. But then there's been months where I have no speeches for four months, right? But it's still the opportunity I get to just tell my story and inspire somebody else and bring the story of safe driving and overcoming adversity and never giving up. And I love to look into the crowd and see the different type of reactions or get different feedbacks after the presentations. Uh, hey, Fletcher, your story made me want to uh, attend college. Your story made me want to never give up. Your story made me want to do something that they think they couldn't do simply by me just doing the things I do. That's that's good stuff. That's good stuff. You you, you obviously was uh, was put here for a reason, mm-hmm. and it 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 you thought it was football, but it's something way bigger than that. That's that's the thing that's really mm-hmm. impressive about what you're doing. So uh, so Thank you. so what in uh, let, let's take this last few minutes here, and I I just want to listen to you've told us a lot, but mm-hmm. what do we need to do when we're not in adversity? Things are going great. Mm-hmm. We don't want to focus on, gee, something's going to go wrong. I just know it is, right? We, we, that's not the way we, we, we operate and live, right? And probably shouldn't. But what do we do our, with ourselves to prepare ourselves mentally to, to be strong enough to overcome those things if, if it ever does happen? I, I know that's probably a loaded question, but, uh, but, but that's why I'm wondering. What can we do as normal walking around every day? Everything's great. Great job. Family's wonderful. Everything's great. We don't want to dwell on the fact that, well, something might go wrong. Yes. What do we do to prepare ourselves mentally, spiritually, whatever the word is, to be ready if that happens? Um, I think, once again, just think about the football mentality that I've been presented with, that it's easy to fight when you are doing bad. Or, like, it's easy to, like, we're losing all the time. It's easy to you know, give up then. But the, I think the hard part is continuously going when things are good. But having that mentality of not giving up while you're ahead is uh, a mentality of a soldier, I think. It's just continuously striving when things are good. So I like I think, as I mentioned, that things are, it's easy to give up when you don't put any work into it. It's easy. I think that's why so many people give up because they don't really put work into it. But if once you put work into something, once you've dedicated time, effort, and you know, blood, sweat, and tears into something, it makes it hard to give up. So if you're doing good, that's fine. But always know there's room for growth and there's a room for opportunity to get better, no matter what you're doing in life. If you are in corporate America, if you're running your own podcast, if you're working out, there's always opportunity for growth. Don't get complacent to where you are. 10 years ago, I remember five, 10 years ago that I prayed for where I am right now. So be grateful for where you are, but don't get complacent. That's a great message. That's a great message. So, Fletcher, as we kind of wrap up, you've been very kind with your time, and I appreciate it. Any final mm-hmm. words for us as we embark on living a life uh, molded after what you went through? Because I think we can learn from you, and that's why I wanted to have you on today, because you really, you're really you an inspirational guy. I, I, it's great to get to know you. And mm-hmm. uh, as I mentioned, you'll hold me to this. When I get into Memphis someday, you and I, Beale Street, glass of Cabernet, some ribs. Yeah. You know it, but give us give us the final words of, of, of Fletcher Cleese. Absolutely. I, so I think it's two statements that I live by. Number one is don't tell me the sky's the limit when there's footprints on the moon. 
basically what that means is there are no limitations to what you can achieve. There are no limitations to what you can accomplish. All limitations are the ones you impose up here on yourself. And secondly is uh, how big would you dream if you knew you couldn't fail? If you knew failure was not an option, what would you dream for? And whatever, if a genie came by, I was like, hey, whatever you want, you can get it. Whatever that answer is, do it. Love it. Love it. Fletcher, great stuff, my friend. Appreciate you. Oh, no. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate you all. You bet. Keep keep being strong. Keep doing what you do. You're going to influence a lot of people, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, buddy. Cheers. All right. Oh, come on. If you're not inspired by that, you better go wake yourself up. Set the alarm clock because that was some good stuff right there. Listen to it again. Fletcher's got some. There's, there's a thousand, fifteen, fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand 30,000 sound bites in there that are perfect. But anyway, live for today live for tomorrow be thankful for today plan for tomorrow and remember things are good keep working things go bad remember fletcher things could be worse you, right you get to not got to remember that you get to every day go do it and love what you do and do what you love and uh, along with fletcher we kind of talked about if you live it love it own it then you can go out and make today your best day ever till tomorrow let's go cheers Thank you for listening to Building Wins Live. You can find information on Randy, Wes, our guests, show notes, and anything related to the podcast at buildingwins.live. On behalf of the whole Building Wins team, don't forget, make today your best day ever. Until tomorrow. <laughs>